Friends, hey, just remember, if you're on our streaming services or on uh, Facebook, if you'll use the app to check in, that would be a huge help for us. We love that, and it's a great way to connect. If you're on the website, it's right there. Just check in. There's some great opportunities for you there, and uh, you can follow in Scripture. You can follow the message notes as well in the app. So I do want to encourage in that uh, as we continue this journey to go natural. And it's been fun to figure this out, right? To go natural. It's a funny thing. I, I started reflecting on uh, other ways we talk about going natural. And, and you probably remember, golly, it's probably about 20 years ago in the food industry when that became very popular, right? Let's have uh, natural food, organic food, certified food, right? No, nat no uh, preservatives, no colorings. Let's go natural. And then it came in things like makeup as well. I don't wear makeup, but I hear there's all kinds of natural stuff these days, right? And then there's other things like even clothing and other opportunities, cleaning supplies. That is a huge industry these days of the natural cleaning supplies so that there are none of those uh, harsh chemicals, right? All of these are about going natural. I even saw a commercial just a couple of weeks ago. I'd never heard of this before. It's called avocado mattresses. You ever heard of that? It's a natural made mattress out of natural fibers. Who knew? But it was all about going natural. And I just love it. It's a way to go back to the basics, to make things more pure, to make them more real, to make them more a part of who we are and in tune with God's creation and with nature. You know, we just had Earth Day this past week and we celebrate all of that going natural. That's why we wanted to talk about that as well in regard to how we share the faith of Jesus, how we help others to come to know a, an amazing relationship with this guy who offers us life and hope, love and forgiveness. We wanted to talk about going natural in the faith because I, I think far too often we get overwhelmed with what it means to share faith, how we're supposed to do that. I, I think we've overthought it. I think we've overspun it. I think probably we've overdone it. And we need to get back to the basics. So let's go natural. Last week, we heard from a guy named Philip. He was actually one of the disciples that Jesus had called. Today, we're gonna to hear from another Philip. This is Philip the evangelist. This is Philip who became a deacon and was called in the early church to serve and to share the gospel. And so we're in the book of Acts today. And in the book of Acts, there's this great story about Philip who helps us to better understand what it means to share the gospel in a natural way. You know, last week we learned about how to listen so that we knew people better, so that we understood them better, and then to just share the good news. Today we're gonna to learn how to respond to the Holy Spirit and the ways in which the Spirit can guide us, encourage us, and help us to share the good news in a natural way. So go with me, if you will, to Acts chapter eight, and we're gonna hear this great story uh, that teaches us a, a powerful lesson. Beginning in verse 26. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, get up and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. That is a wilderness road. That means it's a harsh road. It's not an easy travel. It's gonna be something different. So he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home. Seated in his chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go over to this chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, 
Do you understand what you're reading? He replied, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now, the passage of scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter, like a lamb silent before its shearer. So he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, about whom may I ask you, does this prophet say this? about himself or about someone else. Then Philip began to speak and starting with this scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. Philip, the deacon, uh, the evangelist is that he would become known for this very act, gives us a great example of how to go natural. He gives us a great example of the ways in which if we'll just pay close attention, God's spirit can just lift us up, help encourage us and set us on our way to do God's good work in the world. And so I wanna sort of walk through a couple of things that I note from the passages. You may wanna uh, use the app for the notes there or just jot some of this stuff down because I'm hoping these will be some simple ways for us to better understand the tools and resources that Philip used to go natural in sharing the faith of Jesus uh, with the eunuch. So, so the first thing I wanna describe is the, the way that Philip made himself available. I think it's a stronghold for you and I about how we ought to make ourselves available to God. So the first word I wanna encourage you to think about is a willing, just a simple word. I want you to be willing to do what God has in store for you. And here, here's all I mean. So Philip was willing to hear the angel. Remember an angel comes to him and the angel says, hey, I want you to go on this road. I want you to go to this place. And, and Philip could have responded in any number of ways. I don't feel like it, I don't want to, that doesn't make sense. But he made himself available. That is to say he was willing to go and do what God desired for him to do. You know, it's so funny because far too often um, we think this Philip, or this event was a circumstance around, well, man, he was specially trained. He had all kinds of knowledge. He knew exactly what he was gonna do. He understood all of the ramifications. No, Philip didn't know any of this. He had no special training. He had no special wisdom or knowledge or understanding or insight. He just was willing to go and do what it is God asked him to do. So here's what I want to invite you to think about in this, in terms of being willing. I wanna encourage you to make yourself available to share the good news. Make yourself available to do what God's desiring for you to do, which is to share the good news. Far too often we get caught up in, well, I, I don't have the ability. But I wanna to suggest to you, it's not about ability. It's about availability. Let's make ourselves willing to God. I love the passage of scripture from Isaiah when the prophet Isaiah was being called by God. Literally, he heard the Lord's voice saying, whom can I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah stood up and he became willing and quite literally said, so here I am, send me. Friends, I wanna encourage you to be willing, be willing to go do what is God wants us to do, which is to be natural and normal in how we share the good news. That's what God's calling us to. That's the first thing I noticed with regard to Philip and how he's understanding what he's about to do with the Ethiopian eunuch. Now, the second thing that I take note that uh, Philip did was this. 
Philip observed what the eunuch was doing. He observed that the man was unique and different. He's from a different country. Uh, clearly he has a special position with the Candace, uh, who is the queen of Ethiopia. He observed what he was doing. Remember it says that he heard him reading the scriptures. That means he was reading out loud somehow, some way. That was actually quite common uh, in biblical days. And so I wanna challenge you. This goes back to what I said last week about listening. Remember, as we share the good news, we always wanna listen more than we speak. And I think this is about observing people's circumstances, observing where people are, how people are living, what they are doing, observing what's going on in their lives. That becomes so vitally important. So Philip notices, hey, this guy is interested in scripture. He's obviously reading it. He notices that he becomes interested in knowing more about scripture because he asks Philip to join him, right? He observes that there's something about him that he just wants to help. I think that becomes important for who we are. So take note when you observe people in relationship, right? Take note, are, are they hurting? Are they scared? Are they heartstruck? Are they uh, mourning somebody? Are they celebrating a new part of their lives? Just observe what people are doing. And as we observe what people are doing or what the circumstances are in their lives, find ways in your established relationship to offer them hope, to offer them what it is about your relationship with Jesus that you know will help them to encourage them in what it is that God can do through Christ for them. But remember, we can only do that if we know them, if we listen and observe, and if we pay attention to the circumstances of their lives. So not only should we be willing, but we've got to take note of how to observe and how to pay attention to what they're doing. You know, Jesus did this so very, very well. I remember in the Gospel of Mark in the sixth chapter, uh, Jesus took note, he's on the shore and he sees the crowd, he has compassion for them because he knows quite literally that they're like sheep without a shepherd. And so because he observed their circumstances, because he felt compassion for them, he began to teach them. He began to give them what it is that they needed, which was a word of hope and a word of help. So friends, let's be willing and let's observe. And then the third thing I wanna call you to is to respond, literally. This is the most important thing that Philip did. In everything that he did in terms of willingness and, and observing, it was his response to the Holy Spirit. Remember it said, the Holy Spirit said to him, get up and go, go to that chariot, go speak to that man, go help him out. The Spirit was speaking to Philip. And I think for many of us, I know this is true in my life from time to time, we're afraid of what it means for the Holy Spirit to speak. We're, we're not clear how to listen for or respond to the Holy Spirit, but I, I just wanna to suggest to you that as regards the Christian faith and as regards sharing the good news of Jesus, I think this is very true. I believe that the, primary, that the Holy Spirit is the primary catalyst for sharing and reaching the good news for Jesus Christ with people. The Holy Spirit's that catalyst, the, the catalyst that gives us courage, the catalyst that encourages us to do what it is God's calling us to do. Friends, I wanna encourage you to respond to the Holy Spirit, because here's the reality. In the early church, the Holy Spirit is the one who empowered them to speak, empowered them to share, empowered them to love. 
We heard this last week, remember in Acts chapter one, where we, we, we remembered that uh, it was, uh, that the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, uh, would be, give them power when the Holy Spirit showed up so that they could become witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, in Samaria, until the ends of the world. What we know is literally just a few chapters later in the book of Acts, in the fourth chapter, as the church began to gather and was empowered by the Holy Spirit, we recall that Peter and John had been in prison for some of their witnessing and they came back to the community of faith and they began to pray. And after they prayed that meeting place, it shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they then preached the word of God with boldness because they were willing and able to respond to the Holy Spirit. Friends, I cannot tell you enough that we must be willing to go forth before God. We must be observing who people are and what's going on in their lives and how God might be working in their lives. And we must respond to the Holy Spirit. Stop getting caught up and worried about, golly, what should I say? How should I say it? Is this the right thing to do? When can I do this? I just wanna encourage you to trust. Trust that the Holy Spirit is real. Trust that the Holy Spirit is powerful. Trust that the Holy Spirit will give you the words, give you the thoughts, give you the capacity. I wanna encourage you, trust that God can work with you and through you to do this good work. Friends, this is good news. This is the good news that God can empower us to do this because I, I know for some of us, myself included, we sometimes are afraid. We're not clear how people are gonna respond. We're concerned about whether we will know enough, whether we understand enough. Let me just challenge you, trust. Trust that God is with you. Trust that the Holy Spirit will guide you. Trust that God is in all of the conversation whenever it may occur. And trust that God will help you to know when it's right to speak and to share. I love the way the psalmist put it. In Psalm 53, uh, the psalmist literally just said, look, when I'm afraid, I'm gonna put my trust in you. I'm gonna trust God that you've got my back. I'm gonna trust God that you'll empower me and give me the words, the thoughts, the feelings, the phrases. I'm grateful that we can trust God. So we need to be willing. We need to observe. We need to respond to the Holy Spirit. And then ultimately what Philip did was he just started. And I say this in, in two realms. He started by actually talking uh, to the Ethiopian eunuch, right? And, and we need to do that. We just need to start. We need to trust and then start. Start having those conversations. Start talking about what it is about your relationship with Jesus that's transformational, that's powerful, that's love incarnate. Just start. But take note, it's not just doing that, it's starting but it's also starting in a specific place because take note of what Philip did. Philip started where the man was. So I wanna encourage you to start where people are rather than where you want them to be. Now think about that for a minute. Start with where people are rather than where you want them to be. Remember the, the eunuch was reading from the prophet Isaiah. He really did not understand it. And so the text tells us in Acts chapter eight, Philip started with that text. It's where the guy was. It's where his interest was. It's where he was literally in scripture. And so why not start there as Philip did? Start where people are. If they're hurting, offer care. 
If they're celebrating something, man, celebrate with them and, and uh, have a great joy with them. But start with where they are. If they're going through a divorce, talk about those cares and concerns. If they're uh, having a struggle in their marriage, start there. If they're in an addictive relationship or in addictive behavior, start there and offer them what it is you know about the life-giving love of Jesus. Friends, far too often we think, well, I want to be here and this is where I want them to be and this is what I want them to know. And man, it gets us all sidetracked and we get all befuddled about what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to reveal this information. I just want to say, start with where they are. When you've listened and observed, you know where they are. When you've been in a relationship with them, you know where they are. You know what their life circumstances are. I want to strongly encourage you to start there. Because when we get all caught up in uh, whether we can argue them into a relationship with Jesus or uh, teach them into a relationship with Jesus or somehow philosophically help them to come to the same understanding as us, <laughs> that's never going to work. Let me suggest one thing to you. Most people, they don't need theology. They need love. And listen, that's what our faith is all about. It's not about some highfalutin theology. It's not about some way that um, uh, no one else understands. It's, it's all about love. Jesus loves you. Jesus has forgiven you. Jesus wants the best for you. Jesus is the hope of the world, I'm convinced. And if that's true, don't we want to offer that to people? Stop sort of uh, falling all over ourselves about what we should say or how we should say it. Just love people and the words will come. I want to issue you a challenge, friends. In the days and the weeks to come, as you're praying about who it is you may want to share the love of Jesus with, as you pray about who it is you want to help know about this hope that has changed your life, I want to invite you to know that the Holy Spirit is with you, just like the Holy Spirit was with Philip. And the Holy Spirit is going to help you know when and where and why to say what you're going to say. And then I know you'll trust that this is true. Philip teaches us a simple lesson. He teaches us to receive, to respond, and to rely on the Holy Spirit for sharing the good news of God. I hope that you believe that. I hope that you believe that we can receive, we can respond, and we can rely on God's Holy Spirit. And when we do, man, we can go natural. Friends, we've got the best story in the world to share. We've got good news to offer the world. Let's figure out how to go natural. Let's figure out how to do it well and right so that it feels not only natural for us and from us, but it feels right and good, as normal as breathing and as natural as love for other people. Thanks be to God that we have this precious, precious gift to share with other people. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, thank you for the gift of Jesus, for his love, for his mercy, for his forgiveness, for his wholeness, for the way in which he offers hope to the world. God, I just pray that we will know our own story about a relationship with Jesus. And as we claim that story, let us remember Philip's lesson for us that we can indeed receive and respond and rely on your Holy Spirit to share the good news of Jesus Christ with other people.
Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Friends, I am so thankful to you for your generosity, for the powerful ways you are making ministry possible, not only for TREACH, but for the ways in which we reach out across the community, the nation, and the world. Thank you for doing that. Know that you can always go to tmumc.org give to make a donation, or even simpler, you can text the letters TMUMC to the number 45777. Thanks so much for all that you do to make ministry possible.